Those of you who don't know me, I'm the foreigner from the South, all the way from South Africa. I'm Johan, and I've got the privilege to stand here this morning. And um, when you prepare for something like this, and I am a teacher, so I'm used to standing in front of pupils up to A-level. Adults is a bit more daunting sometimes. And um, not that you're more judgmental or anything, but it's just more daunting. And um, when you do something like this, which is not always in your comfort zone, then you, you have doubts. And you worry, is this the right word? Am I doing what I want to do or what the Holy Spirit want to do? And then I started laughing because um, talking about Nike and what Maynard said, and well, the topic of my preach this morning, let go and let God. <laughs> so um, I didn't tell any of them what the topic was about. We didn't discuss it beforehand. And exactly what they've said confirmed to me this is what is needed this morning. When I wasn't sure about it myself. So it is just, Lord, thank you that, that you've got a bigger picture. Lord, thank you that you know what we're doing. And you love us, Lord. And thank you for guiding us. Holy Spirit, thank you for speaking to us. And thank you for prompting things on our hearts. And just help us to open our hearts and ears and listen to your voice this morning, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yeah, so let go and let go. And it's something you've all probably heard before. But what does it actually mean? When you say let go and let go, then what could be the consequences if you are willing to do that or if you're not willing to do that? Now, I'm going to build this whole little talk about trust because you will let go if you trust someone. And if you trust someone, I was just thinking, we went, I was privileged to be the last two weeks on holiday and we went to Spain and so on. And, just crossing a road in Barcelona, busy roads. My son walked with me. I, you know I'm always there. But the moment there's traffic or something, he will grab my hand. He trusts me being there. No, and there could be times where he don't talk to me for two or three hours. But when he needs something, he knows I'm there. And I sometimes think that's what trust should be like with God as well. We, there could be times where... Man, I'm just as guilty. We almost, not forget about him, but we, it's almost like I know he's there. So I don't even talk to him because he's there. I, I'm in his presence, so I feel so comfortable that I don't even have to say anything because I'm just sitting with him or walking with him. And then when I'm crossing a road and I just grab God's hand and I cross the road. So it's almost like we have to, that total trust knowing he's there without even having to see him or talk to him and so on. And I'm just going to start with a few Bible verses about trust. And I know Mike always loved using the Psalms and may not use the Psalm this morning as well. So I thought I'll pick about four or five verses from the Psalms. And um, you don't have to go to them. Trust me, this is what it says in the NIV. But um, Psalm 20 verse 7 says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. And Psalm 25, the Psalm of David he says, in you, Lord, my God, I put my trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame. Do not let my enemies triumph over me. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. But shame will come to those who are treacherous without cause. 
Psalm 31, from verse 13, it says, For I hear many whispering, terror on every side. They conspire against me. They plot to take my life. But I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies, from those who pursue me. Psalm 54, in God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, and I'm not afraid. Psalm 62, trust in him at all times. You people, pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. There's many more in the Psalms and all over the Bible. One of the probably most famous ones that we all know is about Daniel in the lion's den. He believed, he kept his faith, and then at the end, the king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in the gold, in Daniel 6.23. So, loads of examples. Now, I don't say go and jump in the lion's den and suddenly say, Lord, save me, and the lion's will hungry and it's too late. There, there's, there's context. And we have to realize when we can do certain things. You're not going to suddenly cross the road and say, oh, I trust God and that big glory won't kill me. But there's a reality of life as well. But we trust when God is there to save us. And um, so a few examples of what we could do, but that's not really what I want to talk to you about. So sometimes you, you're late for a point, but then you run for the train. But you know you're late for the train. So you pray, oh, I just wish the train is five minutes delayed. Anybody done that before? There could be someone else saying, oh, I'm late for appointment. I'm so glad this train is on time. Now, who should the Lord listen to? The one who wants the train to be on time to be in time for appointment? Or you who are late because you were late? Uh, my, my dad always said before a rugby match, what do you pray for when you huddle? Do you pray, Lord, help us win? Well, if the other team also pray for that, what's going to happen? Or, I mean, there's some things you just, we should change our mindset about prayer and things that we really want the Lord to do for us. So I don't want to talk about those type of things. Not that you get small or big things. Those things could be life-changing. Making a train could be life-changing for someone. So I don't want to trivialize that. I want to think about more bigger, um, the big picture things. Now, I'm going to use two examples, testimonies from my life from the last 12 months that I'm building this on. So this is not to boast, this is not to anything like that. This is how the Lord helped me through two situations, one still in, other one being passed. And because I trusted in him, he guided me through that, and other people saw it. And that's the consequences that we don't always see about trusting in the Lord. So the first one, um, some of you may or may not know, at my school I was selected as union rep two years ago. And being in a private school, you think, oh, it's easy, never going to have any hassles. The person before me done it for 10 years, never any issues, Roy life. First year went, nothing happened, and then suddenly, September last year, our trust decided, okay, let's take all the teachers out of the teacher's pension, and they threw it on us. So suddenly, someone that's not really militant, I think I'm really calm, collective, always avoid conflict, always want to, and yet I'm stuck in the middle as the union rep having to fight as part of 23 schools, fight against the trust. 
And um, yes, it was a challenge. Because what do I know about pensions and about the law and about all the things coming behind it? So I had to do a lot of research. I had to get my head around things. And then on the staff at school, you get the militant guys that want to go with their pitchforks outside. And, and you get the other guys that don't care. And you have to try to get the. So, and then between you and management, because it wasn't management decision, it was trust, so you have to make sure that in school, everything, it was chaos. But I just realized the Lord will help me. And I prayed about it, and I let it go. I literally stopped worrying about it. I mean, Cindy would probably say otherwise. My wife would say, no, I still worry, but I felt at peace. So yes, I might have worried, but I felt at peace. And it was almost six months chaos, and then at the end, we more or less got a settlement and we were happy, more or less, and so on, but whatever, right at the end, someone sent me a message saying, I know you're a Christian, and I'm glad that you were our unary because the way you handle it, we could see there's difference in other people handling it. So to get that type of feedback afterwards, then you know you are at the right place at the right time and you listen to the word of God. You trust it in him. And even last week, when we went to France with one of, the, one of my colleagues, she said to me, she went, they, they sat around the table, loads of them, went through all the stuff and they don't think anybody else could have done the job better. And I didn't do the job. God guided me through this because I didn't have a clue what I was doing. But I trusted in him, and other people saw the difference it made. Non-Christians saw that as a Christian, so at the end, you come off better looking good afterwards, but people realized that the word of God made a difference. They realized that because I have the living God in me, the outcome is different. There's, out of the 23 schools, about 15 schools, it's chaos in management. There's a breakdown between the senior management and the self. And it wasn't senior management that made the decision, it was the trust. At our school, no breakdown, not between staff members, not between management, and it's all credit to God helping me through the process. And that is what it means to trust in someone, to trust in God through a difficult situation. Now, and that was all right because, okay, pensions is important, so it was to do with me, but helping other people. But um, now also a second um, example I want to use um, is basically more, more challenging for me at the moment. And um, even with the last, with the, it's not as if I spent hours fasting and praying and I just had that belief that God will be with me. It's like when I said, I walked across the road with my son, he knows I'm there and grabbed my hand and I'll start to let go. We should never let go, but you understand what I'm trying to say. God is always there. You don't have to spend hours and hours praying and fasting. There are people doing that and there are people that's called for that. And we need them. And if you're one of them, please carry on. We need you, you carry us. But not everybody is called for that. Just know and trust that God is there. And that is the challenge for us to, to just know 
If I cross the road, if there's a stumblebook, I can grab his hand. He will be there for me if I ever let go of his hand. Now, so the second example is some more reality eating. Now, at this moment, as we know, financial difficulties in the world and all the prices are up and everybody wants pay rises and all those things. And God sometimes works in the opposite. Well, almost always work in the opposite as the world. So um, you will realize soon why I'm saying that. Now, many of you know my wife, also a teacher, and we both got COVID in November last year, and she's been struggling with long COVID for a long time since then. Good support at school, but every time she went back, it was just challenging primary school teacher to, to try to handle 36-year-olds while you're tired, while you're not feeling well, when you don't have a break. Man, I'll go mental. I will, I will end up in jail for murder or something. There's no way that I, so my wife must be a saint to cope with that. But even while having COVID and so on, and we just realized it's, you can't get on like that. It's just, it becomes too much. Our personal lives, she, she works nights till 9, 10, 11 o'clock, and then early in the morning, not eating well, not sleeping well. It's not healthy. And then with, long, with COVID and everything, it just made it worse. And it, so we didn't know what to do. Should she, what should she do? And a job opening came up at my school. We've got a junior school as well. And she was thinking of applying. So she did, and we prayed that if she's not going to get the job, don't even shortlist her. She don't want to go through the process of interviews and stuff, and then knock her confidence. So just so she wasn't even shortlisted. So we think, okay, should we see this as negative as positive? We prayed that that should happen, but now that it happened, are we disappointed or not? I don't know. And then we just left it. Four weeks later, Cindy got a phone call from a colleague that she last time spoke to five years ago, saying, do you want to come and apply for a job at my school? I'm going to be deputy next year, and we're expanding from one form to two form entry, Come and meet the aid. I know you're a great teacher. Come and apply at my school and we see what happens. So without looking, without doing anything, suddenly the Lord created this opportunity. So we prayed about it again and Sydney so we went and eventually got the job. But then there's the problem. They can't afford their current salary. She outpriced herself in the market as basically got the top salary as a teacher in the mainstream and they could only offer a, a starting salary for a beginning teacher. 12,000 pound pay cut. So, yes Lord, thank you. Everybody is having um, huge problems financially and they want pay rises, and what did you do for us? Give us a pay cut. <laughs> now, and that's where the trust comes in. That's where the problem comes in. And for me, I'm a numbers person. As a physics teacher, I'm a numbers person. I've got spreadsheets. We came to England in 2003. I've got spreadsheets going back to 2003 with all our finances on. I did accountancy at school. I like balancing books. So I, I can tell you at every second of every day how much money is in Cindy's account, is in my account, what did it go out for, how much money we spent on food, on this, on that. I'm just, I know it's overkill, but that's just me. So for me to suddenly realizing what is our outgoings, realizing what is the and suddenly realizing, well, there's going to be 500, at least 500 less in the income, could be even more, per month. 
that's that's not cool. That that doesn't work for my numbers. But we prayed about it. The Lord gave this opportunity, and for my wife's well-being, for her everything, we believe this is the best. So I'm at that stage now where I have to trust. And it is damn difficult, trust me. <laughs> it is not easy. We've already had one or two. We never fight, just minor disagreements happening because of this. And, and I've said to Cindy, go for it, because my wife's health and well-being is way more important than a few pennies in the bank. But five, six hundred pounds a month is not a few pennies. So it is a lot of trust, certainly, that I have to do. And I've even, the other night, dreamt about, I don't know, something about getting more money somewhere or something. No, don't. I need to trust now. I need to let go and let God. So I'm sharing with you to say, I've just been through something at school where God blessed me when I trusted him. <laughs> now it's the next step, and I need to trust again. And up to this point, it's been easy because till end of this month, Cindy's still getting her old salary. It's end of September, we're suddenly, okay, what now? But I know we will be fine. But every now and again, that, that doubt comes in, and the enemy is knocking, saying, oh, you're gonna struggle. You're not going to make it. You won't, you're, you're the man in the house and you can't provide for the family anymore. That whisper is coming in from the enemy. But we need to fight that because if we really trust the Lord, we shouldn't allow that to happen. And that is why we are a family. If you know of a situation where you need support, where you need to get really let go, Phone someone to help pray for you. And I'm going to give us a chance at the end of this service. If people want, come forward and we can pray for you. Because we need each other also so that we can keep trusting on the Lord. Because it is difficult to trust. It is really, really difficult. doesn't matter how well you know someone. You can be married for 100 years and there's still sometimes that, what will happen? There's, the enemy will always put that doubt in you. So... It's really, really scary this time's coming forward. But we decided as a family to trust the Lord. And as I said, it's scary. It's very scary. But I believe the blessings afterwards will be tenfold, hundredfold. I believe, I firmly believe that Cindy's health will be much better and she won't, the stress levels, and it will just, she, I will get my wife back. So, trusting is difficult. And, um, sorry. But, what are you trusting the Lord for that's big in your life? It's easy to trust, oh, my car will start this morning. It's almost things that we, it will happen. Will it? What are we trusting that could be life-changing for you? That could be 
such a, almost like a, a window for the world to see God is doing something in your life. And that is why God wants us to trust him, so that people can see what he's doing through us. We are here to be the light of the world. Let's put that light on the top of a hill, not under a bucket, and shine that light so that the world can see what's different. Why are we different? We trust in a Lord that others don't do. So, um, where am I? Something's about Cindy's new school. She's not going to have more than, I think she's going to have 50 students in her class in three weeks' time. She's got four weeks more all a day. She's got even more than me, and that's, that's just strong. <laughs> I had a nice time, like the summer now, two weeks, when Cindy and John were still at school and I could go play golf and get myself sorted. Next year, I won't have that anymore. But... It, but even, uh, they only have one week in October, but they break up on the 9th of December already for a month Christmas holiday. So it's, yes, exactly. But how on earth? So it's just, but I know that's what, and the Lord knows that's what we need at the moment. So I trust that it will work out. I don't know how. My, my maths, it doesn't work out. But the Lord do things different than us. Everybody get pay rises, <laughs> we take a pay cut. But he will make it work. And now there's, trust is difficult because it involves having faith. And we know what faith is. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. In Hebrews 1, or 11 verse 1. The message said like this, the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we cannot see. To believe in something, to, to hope for something that you don't know what's gonna happen, that is faith. That is that trust. And I'm going to, there's a story that we all probably know. Someone hiking in the mountains, misty, can't see, slipped, fell over the ledge, and just grabbed onto the edge, hanging there, and hanging and hanging and screaming for help, and nobody's helping, and nobody's hearing him, and it's misty and cloudy, can't see anything. And then he decided, okay, probably prayed once in church a long time ago, let's pray, say, Lord, help, and suddenly hear this voice, just let go. No, Lord, help, please. He just let go. So, well, he don't have a choice. He's tired. And as he let go, there was a ledge this bit under his feet, and he was fine. But because he couldn't see it, he was hanging for dear life. How many times are we wasting our energy hanging on for dear life if there's a ledge right under us where you can stand and rest? And that is where let go and let go. Literally, if we let go, he will be caught and he'll be fine. We need to realize God is that ledge. He's always there. He's carrying us. He's helping us. Are you willing to let go and trust in him? You can't see the ledge. It's cloudy. It's misty. When we went on our holiday 
We had a long drive, three days in the south of France, and then in the Pyrenees and Barcelona and driving back. So did about 3,600 kilometers of driving in the time. And um, But when we went to the mountains, we went to a, a ski resort in the summer, so it was 10 times cheaper, and it was got three, three nights for about 120 pounds or something like that, so it was brilliant. And, but when we got there, it was literally so misty and foggy, we couldn't see anything. It was, and we got delayed at Bordeaux, about three hours of traffic delay, so we got there at 10 o'clock at night, when I was planning to get there at 7 o'clock. Dark, misty, no lights, can't see the place, don't know where we're going. It's scary if you don't know what's going on. It took us a while to find the place eventually, but if you're in the darkness, in the mist, and you can't see what's happening around you, let go and let go. How many of us are in situations at the moment where we feel overwhelmed, where we feel like, I don't know what to do, or where you have a choice, but you're not sure, should I take it? I want to challenge you this morning. Let go and let go. And let's help each other. Let's carry each other. Walk alongside someone. If you know you need prayer, come to one of the ministry team or any, any other Christian that you trust. And let them walk the path with you. Let them pray for you. Let them help you. That's why we're here. We are family. We, we need to, as a family, support each other. But God says, trust me. Are you willing to trust him? So, don't underestimate the victory that will come afterwards. And it's not playing the Lord. We're not doing it to hope to get something better afterwards. But that's how God works. He wants to bless us. He wants to... Good and faithful servant, there you go. He wants to do that for us. So, I'm going to just give a minute or so to, for you to just pray, think about it. And then, as we do our closing song, if someone wants prayer, you can come to the fort, we can pray for you. If there's a situation, you don't even have to tell us what the situation is. But you can just, we'll just pray that you will have the courage to trust in God. It's not easy. We are flesh and bone, we're earthly. It's not easy. But we can do this. We can trust in God. We can change our lives. And because of that, we will change people around us' lives. And the world will see why we are different. Because we trust. Yes, Lord, we just want to come and say thank you. Thank you that we can trust in you. Lord, help us to, to let go and let God. Help us to just, while we're hanging there, knowing that you will catch us, knowing that you will hold us. Lord, and I just want to give some time now for people to just, in their hearts, speak to them, speak to us, reveal to us where you want us to trust you, Lord.